Closing the racial wealth gap. My discussion with Mr. Leo Tucker of Northwestern Mutual. What's your biggest motivation um, in terms of just the financial piece of it? Because you being one of the first, is it managing partners in Northwestern? That is absolutely phenomenal. So, So, you you know, kudos to you for that. Um, But yeah, my first question would be your motivation for this area. Well, thank you for asking. Uh, Well, my, my number one motivation has to do with the fact that I do feel quite blessed for being in this industry for 32 years. So I feel I've, um, I've been raised in the conversations that are so absent in so many black communities and families. And so by joining Northwestern Mutual, I have learned the, the value of planning. I've learned the value of delayed gratification, all the things that make up a really good financial plan you know, ubiquitously in America, particularly for the privileged class. Um, and I realized that it is not uh, as prevalent in the black and African American community. And so my motivation is to share this information with as many people that look like me as I possibly can. Now, I'm one person. Right. And so the best way for me to expand my footprint is to invite more and more people into this crusade to share uh, what I've learned with others. And so uh, that's why we just started, you know, about three years ago, tracking our impact, actually in the black and African-American community as it relates to the impact we're having on creating generational wealth. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's amazing. So um, I guess what do you believe, what is your overall opinion of the lack of funding and just needing to even be in the position to explore this? Um, uh What's the word? Um, unique issue yeah. about funding. Well, well, first of all, we have to raise awareness in a couple of spaces um, that there's financial literacy. Now, financial literacy is a very big topic, and it, it spans many demographics, even in our own communities. And so, it starts in our schools. And so, making sure that there's deliberate and intentional funding with specific curriculum to deliver the conversations in our school that we know are happening in the majority markets. Okay. So you're listening to Level Next Podcast. expect a single mom who's working two jobs to now come home and talk to her son or daughter about mutual funds. Absolutely. The reason she's putting you know him or her in sports is it's a really efficient babysitter. And there's, that's not going to change. But if that kid's coming home saying, hey, I learned about the stock market today because there's funding in my school in fifth grade to talk about financial literacy. Now we're starting to move the, the shift. Maybe my my way towards uh, uh, financial well-being isn't through some of the predictable you know, um, venues. Maybe it's through being in private equity or investment banking or finance or accounting, whatever. So I think we start with financial literacy and we make sure that it's delivered in our schools. Secondly, there's... Um, Education that's community driven. There are a variety of community driven organizations, nonprofit and for profit, that deliver um, education to the masses. We experienced an event here today that does that. Um, and, and that whole 
venue is to make sure that people are staying connected. Here's the thing. You've heard the term, uh, money doesn't sleep. Um, it will neither should the conversation because markets change. You know, what's relevant. Like Bitcoin wasn't a conversation 10 years ago. Um, you know, neither were NFTs. All these new and, and creative ways to create wealth. The conversation needs to stay alive. And our folks have wanted a piece of America so bad, we are fixated on real estate. There's nothing wrong with real estate. I think everybody that looks like us should have and own and, and participate in a real estate game. But there are so many other ways to create long-term uh, wealth, and they need to be exposed to all of it. And so uh, the second thing is making sure that the opportunities to gain and gather financial education are shared in our community, however that's done, you know. Uh, and then lastly, um, it, which is the toughest part, is, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of, let me put it another way, I like government funding with accountability. And um, I'd like to make sure that the, the government's participation in our small business associations and other HUD and, and those things also deliver the type of education and mentorship so that those dollars that are invested, their taxpayer dollars, are also going to maximize the return in our community so that we can then continue to expand and help others. Long-winded answer, but those are the three um, components, I think, that will help our community members. No, I completely agree with that. I guess I had two questions. I'm gonna go with the first one that I already had in my mind. Um, there, there was a... Um, a lovely lady that spoke on just people feeling comfortable to um, feel included in the discussion, to 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 even reach out. I, you know, I have um, a huge family. I have a super huge family, but I have cousins and relatives that I've literally tried to, you know, just put across like you're so talented, you know, believe in yourself. It's worth the effort of you trying to, you know, pour into this. And I think there's so many people that don't understand that they are worthy of this space. So um, my question to you is, what would you say to like to people like myself that you know might have more conversations with the ones that aren't as um, comfortable with entering a space to to begin a portfolio and um, even understanding. Um, the, the, the way money works because it's really a game. It's like it's it's you know if you understand the rules, then you you know you're at an exponential you know uh, advantage yeah. compared to others. So Oof. well, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> um, so you know, basically the question I heard is how do we uh, create a safe space for more people to engage and have this conversation? Is that correct? Absolutely. All right. So. I, I think it comes from a couple places. One, and this is directly connected to my work, we need more people that, that represent those communities that bring the conversation to the table. Uh, I'll give an example. When I uh, got into this industry, there were very few people that looked like me 32 years ago. And then when I became the managing partner here, uh, there were almost no people in, the, in my own firm that looked like me. And, and so how could those communities be properly represented in a safe way unless someone who looked like them was bringing this information. So I, I would love, you know, just as an ask, that more people that look like us 
um, venture into financial services. And so if we can overwhelm the market with you know, black and brown people that deliver this, then that alone is going to help close the wealth gap because there are going to be more of us that give room and space for those safe conversations. Secondly, I would say that um, it, it's really important that people, and this is for everybody, but you know, specifically black people, we feel that wealth management and wealth creation and wealth preservation and legacy um, is, is a white thing. It's not a white thing. It's just a money thing. And so there has to be a measure of comfort with the risk of asking questions. You know, someone said something to me the other day, I'll never forget, which was the challenge that we have is because we're so marginalized in so many spaces we're afraid to look vulnerable. And so we almost show up with a, a suit of armor um, that prevents us from learning. And I'm encouraging people to take the suit of armor off, get vulnerable, open up, ask the questions. And then last, I'd say, you know, I love this quote, when the why is clear, you know, the how is easy. And for me, my dad, who was an immigrant, came here from another country with a second grade education. He said, I'm building this all for you. I'm building everything for you. Your job is to build it for your kids. And I just kept thinking, all right, that means so my dad sadly passed away, didn't leave us a dime of debt. My net worth went up when my dad died. Sadly, in most African-American communities, when somebody dies, their net worth goes down because they've just inherited debt. And that's a real simple fix. And the reason it's not fixed is most people aren't vulnerable enough to figure out how to, to solve for it. It costs pennies. And so um, I believe that when you're why, and my why is to leave my kids and my grandkids who I might meet, might not meet, my great grandkids and so on, that, that Papa Tucker, talking about my dad, uh, started something that will impact our family for years. By the way, that's just routine in white communities. <laughs> Sounds all novel and hours sometimes, I but that is routine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I want that conversation to become normative in our community. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, going back to you being the first black managing partner at Northwestern Mutual, which I think is absolutely phenomenal, um, you tell me about being in these spaces and, and, and not to say that, you know, because I understand the transparency piece of it, but, you know, in terms of being the only one who looks like us in, in these spaces, what had, how, what, how, sorry, wording this properly, how has that experience been for you? Um, well, I, I, and this speaks to, I think, any black person that finds themselves in a C-suite that they didn't uh, expect or but they're in. And it always starts because you're, there's so few of us that look like us, you immediately get impacted with um, the imposter syndrome. How did I get here? Was I part of an experiment? Did I hoodwink somebody? And this burden to perform is extremely heavy. Uh, but once you kind of like wash that away, that how you got here is less important than you're here. <laughs> and so now that I'm here, what do I do with it? How do I maximize this and make sure that um, what I'm doing 
uh, not only is effective for whatever organization it is, but uh, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm, I'm adding revenue to whatever organization that I'm a part of. So that's been extremely helpful. The, the, the second thing is it's critical to remember that when you get there, you have to look back and figure out how to populate the room with other folks that look like you. And, and by the way, I think it's myopic to feel that you have to populate the room with other folks that look just like you. I care about Latinos being in that room. I care about women being in that room. I care about Asians being like the when the critical volume of diversity shows up in any corporate environment, you'd be shocked at how easy it is to maintain momentum. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 so I, I want to make sure that people recognize that. Anything that's different than the colonizers, for lack of a better word, um, uh, anything that looks different than that original group that landed here uh, is good for this country it's and its growth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you have any um, you know, uh, you, you spoke on takeaways um, toward the end of the um, is there anything that you would want, um, do you have like any closing um, thoughts for people that you would want them to know? I, I do. Um, this could rub people the wrong way, but at my age, I, I find that I, I can't waste time trying to tiptoe around things. I'm getting there. Um, uh, you have to be a hero in your own life before you help others. And I, I find, yeah, I, I find this, our desire to serve and support our community is a beautiful thing. I never want that to go away. However, when it comes to wealth, there's a dilution effect that doesn't help get us to where we need to be. Look, in America, let me make this really clear. There's only one color and it's green. I, I, there's only one color and it's green and to the extent our economic wherewithal grows and has influence and power we're now invited in the rooms that we have been out of forever thank you all so much for tuning in to level next podcast i'm moni pearson i wanted to provide a brief disclaimer that as we approach the close of this interview there is some background noise there were individuals from the event that came upstairs for photo opportunities and weren't aware of our interview so i apologize in advance i hope you've been enjoying and please tune in to another episode of level next podcast with moni pearson you're listening to Level Next Podcast. Take care of my cousin who I grew up with, it ain't happening. I gotta take care of my cousin's little buddy, it ain't happening. And this is the part that gets people a little offended when I share this. You know, I did some work in the um, uh, athletic space when I was a young advisor, and I had both white and black athletes. Not one, not one of my white athletes thought about taking care of their cousins and the kids they grew up with. That was never, uh, that wasn't a part of the narrative. It was a part of every single life that I've got other people to take care of. And it's beautiful. But take care of yourself first, isolate it, then you can help I, I take care of myself first. I'm able to help more people now as a result than I could have ever helped if I tried doing it on the way. Absolutely. This event's evidence of that. 
Absolutely, and I think it's also about having a discernment and understanding who wants to help themselves and who has the, um, the aptitude in the moment. Like, just really, like, you see something in this person that wants to grow like a seed, like you think you're going to see. And it's not to say that you don't have a giving, yes. but at the same time, I think discernment is very important. That goes against our brain, but... Uh, one generation of that could make a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. I'm so grateful to have spoken with you. No, this has been a delight. And, and I just, I think it's absolutely amazing that you're breaking these walls down. Thank you. Well, hopefully this story looks completely different in the next 50 years. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Level Next Podcast. Please visit MoniPearson.com and DC Life Magazine for our articles with Northwestern Mutual and Closing the Racial Wealth Gap. Until next time.